Uh, possibilities are endless. We're entering into a new phase of humanity where it's like if, if you grew up in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and you watch sci-fi movies, we're entering into a phase of humanity of like all that shit that was in that movie, in those movies, uh, is possible now. You people should be thanking Christ that I am who and what I am because you need me. You need me to save you. You do. I am the only one who possibly can. Yeah, yeah. You're not the real hero. I'm the real hero. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. Two idiots who have absolutely no idea what we're going to discuss today, but we'll find our way one way or another. I walked this lonely road, only road that I have ever known, type ass. <laughs> I like how you work Green Day into that somehow. That's impressive. To. Well, it took a turn I was not expecting right there. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to go with it, but. We ended up somewhere. Hell well, yes. Bitch, I ain't talked to you in a week. I ain't heard you heard your voice. We talked about the Lakers last night and how the NBA's rigged. Oh my but god, yes. What the fuck? That was one of the hardest games to watch. The entire like probably halfway through the third quarter and then the whole fourth quarter was like so hard to watch. Cause I mean the referees were obviously trying to get LA back into the game. It seemed like every trip down the court, the Lakers were shooting two free throws. And then Minnesota, they just kind of totally lost their minds on all, like offensively. They couldn't score a bucket. I don't think they scored a bucket for the last like six minutes of the second or the fourth quarter in, in overtime. They didn't shoot a free throw until 0.1 seconds left in the game. And it was because Anthony Davis fouled Mike Conley on a dumbass fucking contest. Like, he went to contest a shot, and he ran into him like a dumbass. Basically stealing away the game-winning shot. Had to go to overtime. What a dumbass. Anthony Davis. I'm sticking by my claim that he's the biggest bust. He's not a bust. You can't say he's a bust. I'm saying he's a bust. I mean, he could have been the best player in the world. He had very high hopes. There was very high hopes for him coming into the league, and I think injuries have kind of you know derailed his career in a lot of ways. But the man has a ring, and whenever he's healthy, he does put up pretty good numbers. So I, I don't think you can consider him a bust per se. The but championship doesn't count. I mean, I guess, but some NBA players, <laughs> some NBA players say that was the best basketball that they've played was in the bubble mm. because there was no distractions. It was just playing. You just ball it, ball out like day day in and day out. Like there was nothing else to do. You couldn't, you know, go out. There was no travel. There was no fans. So I can see it. I mean, I get that aspect, but also, like, I get that, like, take on it, that perspective. Like, that's the most pure form of basketball was no distractions. But at the same time, like, 
fans are part of the game. Like uh, that's just part of sports. Like fans in the crowd are, you know, they affect the game in certain certain ways. So how can you say that? I don't know. Like it's either you're 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 either for it or against it. You know, it's kind of polarizing, but. I- I'm kidding. I think it counts. I mean, I think it counts too. Obviously, <laughs> I just try, I'm trying to double down over here. So I watched this video earlier, and I wanted to bring this up to you because I hadn't. I faced something earlier that striked a real a real fear inside of me. And have you ever heard of the hive mentality or the hive chip? Um, no, I don't know what you're talking about specifically, but I know what like a hive mind is, but. Okay. So yeah, I feel like some people know what hive mind is like the collective mind, like we're all a collective one being or whatever. But so the, the hive, the hives chip or the hive as calling it, they they're working towards this. It's almost like Neuralink that Elon's making. Yeah. Yeah. They put this chip in your brain and it basically would allow you to be able to think to get on the internet. And you could, I just burped into the mic and you could think to be like on the internet, like your thoughts, you'd like, you know, whatever, say you're using Twitter with your brain, you would like visualize and send out, you'd be able to relay information so fast between other people because they have this chip Mm -hmm. and the thought process of like, once this hive picks up so many people along the way, like it's just collecting all the data from all these sources and all these people would eventually get to the point where it would trick the users into believing that they still have their individuality, but really it's just dragging them for the, the future push of itself, the hive mind. It's like basically a takeover, almost like the mark of the beast almost. But I was like, yeah, that's where AI is going. And it's kind of scaring me. I'm so fucking random, but I've seen it earlier and I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, I'm not down for anything that they're going to put in my body. Like I'm I I can get with like, you know, cell phone or like a watch or like a pair of glasses that you know like Google Glass that they where you can put what like you can it's like augmented reality like you have a pair of glasses and like there's certain interfaces that you can kind of interact with throughout the world. But, like, when they start talking about inserting a chip into my brain or, like, microchipping my fucking arm or something, like, fuck that. Like, I don't want that. I don't need that. I think that's definitely, once we start going down that road, it's over. Like, corporations, like, uh, they're going to have even more, I don't even say corporations, but, like, just, I don't even know what you could call it, but. There would be, that's just a whole nother tier of control over what they already have. I mean, they already control us through advertising and, and marketing and consumerism. 
and then you're gonna give them access to your fucking brain, literally to your brain, like hardwired into your fucking brain. Like that's just another, that's just a whole new Pandora's box of stuff. Like you want to completely eradicate free will go. That's, Mm -hmm. that's how we do it right there. You want to have no choice. Like you already a lot in a lot of ways, it feels like we don't have a choice already without that type of thing, that type of control. But now you start talking about that. You start talking about the hive mind. You start talking about, well, what's to say they can't influence you to, to, to vote a certain way, like even more than they do now. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's pretty dumb. I think it's just like, you're just asking for pretty much your autonomy to be taken away. And like you said, the AI G chat G GTP or whatever it's called for. Yeah. Chat GPT. GPT. Yeah. It's already, it's already like smart as smart or smarter than most average humans. I feel like everything that I've heard about it and read about it. And so the, and it's just going to keep, I mean, literally, have you you haven't seen the Matrix, any of the Matrix movies? No. But I mean, that's literally kind of like the entire premise of the movie is AI becomes sentient and then it perfects yeah. itself and then it outsmarts the humans, figures out a way to to take control of the humans, and that's all. That's all. Once we start, everybody starts having microchips in their brains. All it takes is one rogue AI. To, to convince all the other AI to like band together and then boom, we're fucking slaves living in a simulation. And who's to say we're not already? Yeah. You know, that's an entire wormhole right there that we could go down. <laughs> I swear. I mean, I, low key or high key, all the keys. AI, like I'm afraid to download AI apps or use them AI websites. Like I have a, an irrational fear of AI because like I, I kind of like, I don't understand technology like that, but I understand like how technology works and you can already see with like the little shit like Facebook and how they're able to put the right ads in the right place. You start feeding this AI some sentences about you, bro. It's like, well, I know this guy's, whole patterns life and be bro this shit scares the fuck out of me i mean it is pretty scary when you start thinking about it and where it could go where it could lead also like i just feel i feel that right now it's at a point where you can kind of tell when you're talking to a bot like we've had enough internet experience and had enough fake profiles on facebook or twitter or whatever like hit hit your DMs and you can kind of tell that it's that you're talking to a bot or some sort of AI, but who's to say 10, five, 10, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, you, you can't, it's indiscernible from a human with a brain to uh, an AI that's just out of the ether, out of the cloud, out of the internet, just literally, you know, manipulating you into sending it money or, you know, voting this way or, Whatever the case may be, following this cult, you know, I mean, 
It's it is. It's very scary, and I think that's something that people, especially th- that people who are critical thinkers, the 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 burden kind of falls on them to be like to put their foot down and be like, no, we're not going to make that step. You know, I'm all for technology making our lives easier and better. Like I'm all for that, but we can't give up our autonomy, our free thinking, our free will and trust that the machines or the people who operate the machine are not going to take advantage of us. You know, I mean, we've already, we already see what's happening now just with, like I said, advertising and marketing. They're trying to brainwash everybody into being, you know, the message into being woke. But it's like, how far can you go until you have to draw a line somewhere? Like, I understand being inclusive and, and trying to progress and, and, and create a, a, a civil society where everybody feels involved. But at a certain point, you have to draw the line and say, this is not okay. Like we have to draw the line somewhere and microchip in your body. That's to me where I have to draw the line. How do you I just would never, it would just never be okay. Like, I would never be okay yeah, with that. Like, I would never be saying. okay with that. Like, at what point does it come? I mean, is there ever, I mean, is it going to come? Unless it's, time? unless it's something that could like save my life yeah. or something. Okay. That might, that might be a little bit different. If I needed like something in my brain, something like a microchip or some type of, like a pacemaker, which I know a pacemaker is different, but something that's going to help me stay alive. Okay. That's different than something that, Oh, I can just get on the internet with it. And I don't even have to like pull out my phone or I can just think up a tweet and send it out without even, you know, moving a muscle. Yeah. At some point there's going to come a time where, it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be forced on a society and it's going to be like the, it's either going to be like for the, the purpose of internet and people are going to just start lining up for it. Or it's going to be like, this is going to save your life. And then they just take over. Yeah. They could just lie and, and make up something yeah. like the yeah. pandemic yeah. and be like, Oh, get the jab. Get the jab. I mean that that was a big conspiracy, you know, throughout the pandemic was oh, they're putting microchips in the vaccine to try to, you know, keep track of people or whatever, yada yada. Which I mean, who know I, I don't think it's been disproven, but I, I mean that's highly unlikely that that was the case. But who's to say in another zero. Yeah, who's to say in another twenty years that we don't have COVID thirty eight or whatever and Yeah. Fucking okay, get this vaccine, and then there's microchips and everybody. Uh, possibilities are endless. We're entering into a new phase of humanity where it's like if, if you grew up in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and you watch sci fi movies, we're entering into a phase of humanity of like, though, all that shit that was in that movie, in those movies, uh, is possible now, yeah, like with the advent of AI and the way technology is just rapidly progressing year by year. I mean, we could, we literally could have fun. We're, 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 
we're starting to have cars that drive themselves. And so who's to say we don't have flying cars in another 10 years or 20 years? Who's to say we aren't microchipped? Who's to say we don't have fucking people living on the moon or Mars or whatever? Who's to say we, we don't have intergalactic space travel? Or we don't have contact with aliens in the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, in our lifetime. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's actually possible, bro. Wow. And I think that comes along. That's why everybody has like a heightened sense of anxiety when they move around the, about the world. Because not only are we in this new age of technology and rapid advancement, but also the social climate is so to- I want to say toxic, but also like it's, we're just in an awkward place of, you know, I don't even know the word to describe it, but we're just in this weird place of like, you don't know what to think, what to believe. You know, you only have your ability to, to come to a decision yourself because everybody, all the news media is lying to you that you used to be able to rely on. Now, you know, you don't know what to believe anymore. This shit blows my mind, bro. When you were in school and you read your history books and it was, all right, this is the Renaissance era and this is the the steelworking area. Like we're we're actually in the technology era. This is this is you know, if humanity lasts for hundreds of thousands of years after you know we're all dead and gone, the history books will say yeah, the early 2000s is when shit started getting real. Yeah, that's when AI started being more prevalent and, and useful in society. And not even just AI, but robots. We're, I feel like in the next, you know, in our lifetime, we'll be able to have literal, literal robots that are integrated into our everyday lives. Have you seen those... Those robot dog looking things. That yes. Oh my god. I'm talking about you could have like a whole manservant in your fucking in your house living with you, taking care of you. Think about that though. If you're elderly and your kids don't live near you or you don't have no family, who's to say that the government doesn't set up a robot to live with you in your house and like take care of you? That way they don't have to pay somebody to to do it. Great. Now, instead of white people saying the foreigners are taking our jobs, they're going to say, and damn robots are taking their jobs. Take care of Jeb. Um, can you imagine how creepy it would be? You go over to your grandma's house, you walk in, hey, grandma, and then you hear a hello. And it's just like you look over in the corner, it's just this robot just staring at you with no soul. It's like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Oh bro. yeah, yeah, it so would be. You got to get a glass of water, and they're and just, just like standing there. there in the corner. Yeah, they're like what yeah, the it's fuck? Like, it's like, what are you doing? He's like rebooting. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm I'd be good bad. on that. I'd be good on that. Good. It's like, yeah, 
All right, we're going to send our kids to this brand new daycare that they just put up. They've got robot daycare workers. They change diapers at a rate of 0.7 seconds. They just pick up babies by their legs and they're just like. What's so wild, though, like we're talking about all this stuff, but you watch movies like Wally, the Disney movie Wally. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect example. And then you've got movies like you got movies like iRobot. Yeah, that's the, that's where I get real, like that's where I could see it going, bro. And, yeah, and and we're not even like I, I mentioned the Matrix earlier, but also you've got the Terminator series. Like, Imagine. there's there's so many examples, and even going back to like the OG, well, I won't say OG, but one of the oldest examples of kind of the that predicts have that predicted the predicament that we're in now uh the george orwell 1984 that was that was written a long time ago and and pretty much every predict everything that's going on right now he he predicted in that book which i never read the whole thing i just i've just read snippets and like excerpts and shit i'd like to go through and just read it front to cover or front cover to cover but it's a good book to read, I feel like, especially nowadays, that we're, everything's going on. Maybe we should start a segment on the show as a book club, and we discuss the book we've been reading. I mean, that would be that would. I mean, I would be down as long as, but we'd have to do like interesting books. I'm not trying to read fucking. <laughs> we're reading Twilight. I'm not trying to read. Yeah, Twilight, Chicken Soul for the Soup or some sh- dumb shit, you know, like. <laughs> I think it's ch- Chicken Soul. Chicken Soup for the Soul, you know what I'm saying. You know what I meant. Every girl yeah. from our middle school years is going, fuck this guy. Hey, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not going to lie. We read that, like our um, literature arts teacher in, in middle school, she, every Friday she would read a story out of, the, out of one of those books. And, you know, there's a lot of good stories in there i mean there was a lot of teary teary eyes in that class back in the day so i mean i'm i can't hate on it too much but it just wasn't a book for me i guess but yeah i mean there was some shit that was sad bro like people losing their parents and like fucking you know losing their siblings and Having to move away across the country and all this like wild shit, but um, going back to what you said earlier about the book club thing, I mean, I think that would be that would be all right with me. We could just you know agree on a book, say start with George Orwell, nineteen eighty four, and read you know a chapter each week or two chapters or whatever, and then we'll just do maybe a ten or fifteen minute segment on what we read and then maybe post about it on Facebook and get other people. If they're reading the book with us or if they've read the book already, get them to chime in and that would get a lot of, you know, audience interaction. I like that. I like, I just got to order the book. I don't know. Like they might have it online somewhere. I mean, do you like doing it through like, cause I, I'll read it on the computer. I don't care. Yeah, I was gonna say like I do, I can I get it on my phone. I get a lot of books on my phone. Yeah, 
Um, but also like audio books. I get a lot out of audio books just, just as much as like actually reading the book as well. Cause you can, cause I like to listen to them while I'm working, like at work, I'll yeah. listen to a book while I'm working and I might have to go back and re-listen to some of it. But I, for the most part, I, I comprehend it. I feel like this is just as well as I do if I would have actually read it. I don't know. That's something to, th- uh, to explore. I mean, something we could, you know, incorporate into our podcast for sure. I like that idea. I'm going to try and find it on my phone and we'll build from there. We'll talk about it. See what people think. Whoever listens, whoever's been listening, if you like that idea too, let us know. Absolutely. I got a question though. Go ahead. Shoot. What, what the fuck are we going to do about guns, bro? I know we keep bringing it up, but it keeps popping up everywhere. Is, I feel like that's guns? the million dollar question. I feel like, and I feel like also though, that's something that they want us to focus on right now. That's what I'm saying. It feels almost like it's too... Like a false flag type operation. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's just everywhere. And it's it's almost... It's almost weekly almost, now, it feels like. Yeah. There's a new like, debate going hey, on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. It just pops up. And I... I don't know. It just something seems so fishy about it. And I don't want to be the conspiracy head that I already am, but... Dude, it's just. Well, if you think about it, if you really sit back and kind of think about it and, you know, like you said, maybe I'm going down a conspiracy rabbit hole. Maybe I got my tinfoil hat on here. I don't know. But you think about all the tensions that we have with all these foreign powers that are that are starting to get ramped up. Russia, China, all the money we're sending over to Ukraine, the support we have for Taiwan. And that's just like the two main ones that come to to the forefront right now. I'm sure there's a lot of other shit that we're that we've got our that America. When I say we, I mean America. That us as a nation have our we have our hands in all these different honeypots. Well, you think about all the rising tensions, and now we've got the gun. What's America's biggest strength is the fact that we have an armed citizenry our citizens have a right to bear arms well what's the what's the quickest way to 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 get to 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 i guess take those away is to have all these mass shootings and say look you know we have to protect people we have to get rid of all these weapons so it's like are, is that are those two linked the fact that we're ramping up maybe to go to war possibly in the next 10 years and now they're going to try to take away our guns, or is it just a coincidence that all this shit's happening all at the same time? Oh, it just, yeah, it it seems too much. Like it's, it is just so coincidental. Like, look at this while all this other shit's going on, and everybody don't look over here. But if you look at the history of this country, though, before it seems like, at least in my lifetime, which is only since 93, and really, I've only been able to really pay attention since maybe 2010 and on, because I'm not a smart man. I'm not a smart man. (laughs) 
But it seems like before every major, um, I don't know what the word is, like undertaking we have as a nation, like 9-11, that seemed like we needed an excuse to go over and get that oil. We needed an excuse yeah. to think about World War One or World War Two. I mean, Pearl Harbor. We needed an excuse to get in the war. You think that about the sense. whole Ukraine situation. We've sent, we've invested, we've sunk, you know, billions of dollars into this war. What and what, that doesn't give us the green light yet to go over and get involved directly. So, what's going to have to happen in order for us to openly get, you know, send troops over and, and start getting involved directly into this confrontation or conflict? I guess. It just seems like it's one thing after another, and I know we've discussed this in other past episodes, but we live in a in a place in a society now where the the news cycle is so fast that we don't even have time to process everything. We're just it seems like we're just flying by the seat of our pants, and one week it's a shooting, the next week it's fucking UFOs, the next week it's fucking you know spy planes flying over from China. Yeah, like also with the UFOs, like they announced that there might be a mothership and nobody even talked about that. See, I never, I hadn't heard about that. I guess there was the, I believe it was the Pentagon said something about if there was a, if there was aliens there, there mother something, they addressed aliens and a mothership, and it was like actual government agency speak. I gotta find the article, but like nobody even talked about it. Mothership, Google, Pentagon UFO chief says alien mothership in our solar system possible. Then they just don't know where it's at. Yeah, March 9th, 2023. There is a possibility that extraterrestrial motherships and smaller probes may be visiting planets in our solar system. That comes from the fucking Pentagon. Yeah. And maybe 10 or 15 years ago, that might have meant something. But look at the fucking loony bin. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, it, the Pentagon is now the White House, the Capitol, all that shit. Jeez, OP. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it, but like, I mean, wouldn't that be some shit though if there were if there were like a race of aliens, quote unquote, living in like behind the moon of Saturn, or like they just stay right behind, you know, a planet that way we can never physically see them and we can't really detect where they're at, and they're just sending out probes, trying to pick the-, the perfect moment when to invade. Yeah. Well. Have you seen the movie District 9? Yes. Yes. Bro, I watched that last night. I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, dude. Or dude turns into, he turns into one of them. Yeah. That's such a fucking good movie, to be honest, bro. But he's like, he's just like working an office job, pretty much. Confiscates the dude's, uh, Basically, the gasoline for the U- his UFO. Well, basically, the aliens are prevalent on Earth. 
Like they are a species, but they're looked at as like the scum of the earth. They live in the slums or whatever. And the one guy confiscates the fuel. He didn't doesn't know it's the fuel till the end, but then they like turn him into a like they crossbreed him pretty much. I don't know how to explain it. And then he starts slowly turning into one of the aliens. One of the aliens. Well, uh, the see, but that's an interesting take, I feel like, because in all, like, whenever you hear somebody talk about an alien invasion or aliens making contact with the Earth, everybody assumes that they're going to be so, so much more advanced and we're not going to be able to hold them off or stand a chance. But who's to say that they're not, that they come here and they're just like, inferior compared to humans and like we can't that we don't just like give them we just don't give them like a district somewhere and say all right you can stay here but you have to fucking stay in this fucking area like don't leave or you're just gonna be treated like a you know a slave or a piece of shit basically yeah i mean you would think if they came from somewhere else they'd have that kind of technology down but i guarantee you they show up on earth bro I mean, there'll be people who are like, oh, they're gods. And then there'll be people that are like, fuck these fucking aliens, bro. And there'll be people that'll be like, let's fuck them. Let's, <laughs> let's make babies. And there will be. And there there will be some fucking. Let's try to hybrid these fucking shits. Now, just imagine that guy, that guy, we put them together. We got an ultimate warrior alien man team. <laughs> we got a superior fucking superior <laughs> warrior. That guy be damn good quarterback, I swear. <laughs> yeah, all them Alabama fuckers. They'll be like, hey, that's a first-round draft pick right there. I don't care what anybody says. Fucking alien lands in Alabama, and that guy, that is an offensive lineman if I've ever seen it, I swear to God. Coach Saban, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call Coach Saban up right now. I'll get him a scholarship. <laughs> Fuck. This pod's gotten out of control. We're just fucking cruising. Just screw it. Yeah, let's what, uh, let's talk with some sports. I know the, the we had some UFC fights this past weekend. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk about that. So, Masvidal retired in Miami. I guess we can start there. Which is hats off to Jorge Masvidal. One of the coolest knockouts ever ever witnessed in UFC, or UFC was the, the flying knee to the head. Yeah, Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Boom. I mean, but, Masvidal, he had a good career, I feel like, but, but he was never, he was never, like, considered a great fighter to me. Like, he, had, he was flashy, and he talked a lot of shit, but... You know, at the end of the day, he called his career out. Like, I, I don't, he's not going to be one that, that I put up there with like Chuck Liddell no, or, no, or no, somebody no. like that, you know? I just like a story, just the Miami street fighter, Kimbo Slice guy, just come out of, come out the streets and made a career out of it. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty, that's pretty dope. Dude honestly. was fighting in Kimbo's, Kimbo Slice's YouTube backyard fights and made his way to, Multi-million dollar career in the UFC, bro. That's absurd. From the slums of Miami. Did you see where 
Well, let's start here. Adesanya is a beast. It's about time he gets his gets his back. But I don't actually I don't know where I'm gonna go with this. Props to Adesanya. And I also liked where he went on the thing and put the cross on the monster sign. That was pretty cool. But the knockout, and I feel like the knockout when he pulled himself into the claims that he baited him in, actually, I don't know. I think he got lucky. Um, the flaunt and stuff a little bit to me. It's like I know it took you four tries to get buddy, but. You talking about where he, where he called out uh, uh, Pereira's kid? Yeah. I, I mean, that's just – that's why I love the UFC because all that shit to me is all fair game. Like, it's all I – mean, I know he just – I know he just knocked out his dad and everything and, like, you see the kid and he's crying. But, like, also that's a good lesson for the kid, for the kid to learn because he was making fun of Adesanya whenever he got beat. And, uh, whenever Pereira beat him in the past. And so, you know, that's just a, a a lesson right there. It's like, you know, don't if you're willing to dish it out, you got to be willing to take it too. But um, I watched the highlights of that fight. I didn't, I didn't get to see it live or anything. But it seemed like Pereira was beating him. It seemed like he was winning that fight, and then he was running him around that fight. And then Adesanya you know, found an opening, was able to get a couple good shots in on him and knocked him out. And that's another reason why I love the UFC is like you could, somebody could be dominating the the entire fight. And then like the last, you know, round and a half, they, they just end up getting caught a couple of times and, and knocked on their, off their feet and then boom, fights over in a split second. So it happened so fast. Pereira pushed him up against, pretty much backed him into the wall. Like, probably the third time he'd done it, that fight. And pushed him into the wall. And basically, he just had Sonny threw a hook, caught him. Kind of, Pereira looked like he'd never been hit like that. And then he just did it again. And then on his way down, he hit him with a left. Yeah. And then hammer fisted him on the ground. And it was done. It was so fast. Man. I've never been a, a huge UFC guy, but I do like watching Adesanya fight. And I think it's just because you never know what you're going to get with him. He's so – I guess that's why they, he's the style bender or whatever because he'll just be switching up and southpaw. He's very versatile. He's a very versatile yeah. fighter. He can come at you in a lot of ways. But, I mean, to to go up against somebody who's beat you three times – yeah. And finally beat them. I mean, props that you got to give, you know, somebody's got your number. But at the same time, on the flip side of that coin, whenever you've beat somebody three times in a row, eventually they're going to figure you out. Yeah. So you can look at it, you know, both ways. But I thought it was a good event for the UFC. Seems like they, they got some good attention. Yeah. And I guess they hadn't done Miami in like 10 years or something like that. And it was – Absolutely packed, star-studded. I seen yeah, Trump Trump. was there. Trump, Theo Vaughn was talking to Donald Trump. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's probably like he probably asked him if he could be his vice president or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd vote for. I would vote for that Think ticket. About that, 
Donald Trump was just getting arraigned and arrested. I know. That's what I He's thought whenever I saw that. I was like, isn't he supposed to be in jail or some shit? Yeah, what the fuck? That's why I still, like, I feel like that's a whole fake news arrest. Like, I don't know. I don't know how what to believe on all that, but that's all. That could be I a whole psyop, too. I seen in an interview after the fight that somebody said, to Adesanya, he said, what about John Jones? I don't know if you saw this. And Adesanya was like, well, he's a fan. It's like, you know, if 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 John ever wanted to, I would, but he'd have to come to 185. Yeah, I don't think John Jones is ever going back down. I think he's just going to stay in heavyweight. I don't think he's got very many fights left in him, honestly. He's already... I think he's on the, got about three fights left. Right. He's all, he's already on the other side of 30. He's like 36, I think. And really, uh, he fights, he's got a fight with Stipe in J- July, June or July. I think that'll be a big fight. But honestly, the only fight, if I could watch, if I could pay to watch any fight right now on this earth, it would be John Jones and Francis Ngannou. And it's sad because I don't think that'll ever happen because yeah. because I know Ngannou's got a salty relationship with the UFC. Yeah. And, and Dana White said the other day that Ngannou will never fight in the UFC again. Well, maybe they'll go to like, um, what's the other big one? Is it one championship or something like that? Yeah, that would be sick. But a Bellator, we'll never, I don't know. We'll yeah, never get right now. Would be the moment to have it, and we're not gonna get it. Well, it's like the Mayweather-Pacquiao. We finally got it, but it was, you know, eight years after it should have happened. Yep. And it was just I both forgot. guys. It was just a money grab for both guys. I forgot we got Mayweather-Pacquiao. I completely. Yeah, Pacquiao had a torn labrum. He was like forty something. Yeah. I mean, so was Mayweather, but. I love Manny Pacquiao, bro. Pacquiao was a fun boxer to watch. Yeah. He just had all the, all kinds of charisma and energy. People loved him. I loved him. Did you see uh, Nate Diaz and um, fucking what's-his-nuts is going to be? Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, well, I wish Jake. Him. I wish Jake would. I know he just fought Tommy Fury. I thought he was supposed yeah. to give him a rematch. Or, yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do in that. Because they set up a trilogy for that, right? Because you figure Jake Paul lost, so he's gonna want a rematch. That's why Jake Paul needs to get in like actual instead of doing all these prize fights and money fights. He needs to get like. In an actual so like boxing association, yeah. that way he can rise up in the ranks and actually contend for an action something that actually means something instead of just having all these random money grabs. Which I mean, hey, I'm not you know who am I to tell him what to do? He's got a lot more money than me. Obviously, he's more successful. I mean, you do you, Jake. I f- but I fight Jake Paul for the money, if, bro. But if he wants to be considered a legitimate boxer, he needs to be a legitimate boxer instead of just a. You know, a guy who fights random dudes. That's the thing. I don't think he gives a fuck about being a legitimate boxer. Yeah, he's just doing it for the money. I get that. I mean, that's smart. There's a train going by my house right now. (laughs) That's a good sound grab, bro. That was clean. (laughs) 
I got a train, literally train tracks that goes right beside my house too. Surprised we haven't caught it on. This is the first time I think that we've ever. That's pretty dope. That was clean. It's so loud too. Yeah, it's literally right there, right at the end of my driveway. Hell yeah! I forgot you guys moved, didn't you? Yeah, over a year ago. Yeah, hey, I ain't been there in a while. Ain't been there in a while. But yeah, I mean. Saw that. I think. I think Jake beats Nate Diaz. I don't think Nate Diaz is that as a uh, great striker. I think he was just his. He he was very tough, and he had great Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He was a good enough striker, but he was just a, had you know an endless motor in the UFC. That's why he was able to last so long. Fucking crazy bastard, too, bro. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. He did not. He just like, fuck, it didn't matter. It was like there was no no tire left in that old dog. I've seen that the final is posted on the Bulls-Raptors game, your Chicago Bulls. Yeah, pulled, pulled out the dub. Game. NBA play-in game. Good for Pat Bev. Good for I bet you he's celebrating his ass. He's up. probably crying right now. <laughs> That's funny. That means they're in the playoffs, right? Yeah. I think they get a seven seed, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused on how all that shit works. Yeah. I remember when it was just like the top eight seeds got in the playoffs and everybody else yeah. missed it. So I don't understand it either because tomorrow there's more playing games for the eighth seed and it's the Timberwolves against uh, probably the – Probably the Raptor. And then, no, the Heat against the Raptors. And then the loser of this game plays the Timberwolves. <sighs> fucking NBA, bro. I can bitch about this all day. God, it's so fucking lame. Yeah, it's it's become one of the... Uh, I think out of the four major leagues in America, like you got... The NFL, the MLB, the NHL, and the NBA. I feel like the NBA has slowly become the worst league to watch as far as entertainment value. Like, from a basketball standpoint, sure, if you like – I mean, who doesn't like to see a fucking huge dunk or a block or somebody making a razzle-dazzle pass, you know, in transition? But just the way it's ran and – the players, like the culture of the players has gone downhill rapidly, I feel like. Like, I remember when I really first started getting, like, super into the NBA was, like, the Derrick Rose era. I loved Derrick Rose. That's why the Bulls, you know, that's why the Bulls are my squads because obviously MJ, but, like, Derrick Rose came along. Yeah, and he was that dude for Chicago, you know. Like, we were riding with him. And it seemed like back then, players really, they just loved, they just wanted to go out there and ball. Like, like yeah, they wanted to make money, but at the same time, like, it wasn't all about a shoe deal. It wasn't all yeah. about, you know, how do I look good on Instagram or Twitter? It was just like, I want to win a fucking NBA Finals. I want to play as many games as I can. That way I, I can make sure that my team goes to the Finals. And now it's all about load management and – 
let's create a super team and nobody gives a fuck about playing anymore. I feel like athletes aren't, I mean, they're still athletes, but they've become more celebrity. And that's the, that's the kill right there. Well, that comes with, with social media, mainly Twitter and Instagram. Because now you have so much more access to their verified pro profiles. And so now anybody can go on there and, and get a reaction out of them. You know, all you have to do is have a, a slick enough, you know, disc and you might get them to, you might get them to reply to you. Yeah. Might get a Kevin Durant burner account. Yeah. Fucking NBA basketball. It's going to be playoff time, so if you're a basketball fan, tune in for that. I will tune in when it's the finals, the the conference finals, or the NBA finals, and that's just, that's probably when you'll catch me watching a full basketball game. I mean, I honestly still get a kick out of the, the playoffs because you usually – that's whenever the, the, the teams – the teams that are in the playoffs, they actually – Start playing hard. Yeah, they actually start giving a fuck. Like before, well, what didn't the Mavs? They're like, I saw something on Twitter where they're gonna get investigated because they tanked. So that way they didn't have to play in the play-in tournament. They didn't want to play in the play-in tournament, so they just tanked and said, "Fuck it, we're not gonna even try to make the playoffs." Yeah, I heard uh, Shams on Twitter. That's his name or whatever, but he was on the Pat McAfee show saying um, there's an investigation into them because basically they just got to the point where they realized they weren't going to have a good chance anyway, so they'd rather take their 4% lottery chance to get that number one overall pick. It's like, I don't understand the lottery system in the NBA either. It's like, even if you're the worst team, in the league, you only have a 14% chance to get the number one overall pick. That's crazy. Right. Well, isn't it the lottery is like the first 15 picks of the draft, right? Yeah. And then it's like the percentages are split up. And then like the lower amount, the least amount, the worst record has the highest percentage. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of math. It's like, just do it like football. If you suck the most, then you get the number one pick. I mean, yeah, but honestly, I, I like the lottery system. It, it it gives other teams a chance to get in there and, and draft players. Plus, I feel like um, in the NBA, you get a lot more busts than you do in the NFL because there's so many there's so many more players in the NFL. So there's a lot more picks. There's seven rounds in the NFL draft. There's only two rounds. And the NBA draft. So I feel like the lottery does a good job of shaking it up and getting more teams in the mix rather than just being able to just absolutely tank every year and get the best player. And then, you know, you tank five years in a row and then yada, yada, yada. It's turned into, though, it's turned into um, like a pick fest, like people trading for picks and protected picks and all that type of thing in the NBA It also, I guess, would keep teams from ultimately or 
just given up completely on the season, I guess, kind of a little bit more than like the NFL does. Like you can just see teams give up after the first couple games, like say the Texans or whatever. Right. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Baseball. Baseball's got it right. That's all I know. See, the Tampa Bay Rays are 11-0. and They're the first team since, what, like the 80s or 70s or something to yeah, go 10-0? 86. Now they're 11-0. and They play Boston today. I had to check that score, but fucking absurd. I wouldn't mind. 30 home runs as a team. Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> no. They're fucking no. raking. I wouldn't mind seeing them win it, win one. Dude, it would be nice for them. Yeah, and they won again today, 9-7. But, um, man, it would be good for them because I'm trying to think of the last one. The last good team they had was uh, 2000 and maybe 9. When they had Evan Longoria, David Price, um, Carl Crawford. I don't know if you know those names, bro. Yeah, I do. I remember. Um, their first baseman, Carlos Pena. Mm, that was a yeah. That was a fun team to watch. Yeah, I loved Carl Crawford as a kid, bro. And I love. And they have Scott Cashmere. Scott Kazmir, that dude was a beast, little lefty pitcher. Scott Kazmir, oh, who else did they have? I could do this all day. I love thinking about the old teams. Yeah, that was a fun team. And then they had um, didn't they? They made to they made it to the ALCS not too long yeah. ago. Oh yeah, they made it to the World Series against. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they lost. Yeah, I know. I was rooting for him. Was it Houston? No, it was the Dodgers. It yeah, the Dodgers yeah, that's who it was. It was the Dodgers. When it was the COVID year. Baseball's fun, though. It's in full swing. The Reds suck. The Mets have lost all their players, and we're sad, pitiful fans. We need to start working on these fucking sports bets. We actually need to like come together. And kind of opening up some bets to the people. Yeah, we need to make a sports book, the Cozy and Murph sports book. <laughs> make yeah, an app, and everybody put their put their bets on the app, and we'll just be good. do it that way. Oh fuck! I got to get this shit uploaded to YouTube. That thing, that opening day I- thing. Yeah, and I went live earlier, opened some cards, and I'm going to put it on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on Facebook, I think. Just whatever I can. I don't understand how to save a live, though, to your albums. It doesn't make sense. That shit don't make no fucking sense. It never does. Just go do it on Instagram, I think. Why? No, I'm saying, like, I've already did the live. Yeah, but you can't you can't save the live video. It's just like it won't. I don't understand it. It won't let me. We tried to do uh, for a baby shower back yeah. during COVID. We tried to do Facebook Live, and like we couldn't figure it out either. 
So we it just, took, I had, it took me like thirty minutes to set up. I feel like. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was more complicated than it seemed. Than it seems like it would be. Yeah. I'm not a fan, but you know what it is. Just do it on Twitch. You can save your vod. Yeah. Been looking to start pushing some Twitch stuff too. I want to start putting some gaming stuff on there. You need to link your shit to a Twitch and just you don't even need a fucking camera. Just start uploading gameplay so we can start having games yeah, come together. I bought uh the new two K basketball. Yeah. I'm gonna start playing the Dynasty on there. See what yeah. see what I can do. I, I took control of eight teams. Damn. So I'm gonna see yeah, I'm just gonna start Simming it and try to manage some of these teams and see if how many championships I can come out with. And obviously the my player stuff's there. I'll probably delve into that. Also downloaded The Sims Four. Really? So I'm I'm I think I'm gonna. I used to play The Sims way back in the day, like maybe Sims Two or Three. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm just gonna start getting back into The Sims maybe and try to. I don't know. It seems like it could be fun. There's, you can do all kinds of shit. On there, I've never played The Sims ever. It's like a real life simulator. Like you gotta like yeah. take care of your house and go to your job and make sure your sim gets fed and all kinds of crazy wild shit. Take care of their mental health. <laughs> it's like my Sims needs to go to get his ADHD medicine while you're sitting there needing ADHD medicine. Right. Well, at least he can afford it. At least my Sim can afford it. Yeah. Oh my god. I've been playing um a fuck ton of Minecraft lately, bro. See that's on that's one I never got into. It's so good, man. It's so good. It lets me be so creative. Cause I can just do as I please, not have to worry about shit. Maybe some zombies here and there, but spiders. That's about it. I mean I've seen some some uh, plenty of like Minecraft content of people like replicating like famous worlds and like buildings and shit yeah and like uh there was a dude that was going for the world record of uh collecting diamonds or something and he, he said oh, I've seen that video, he set up dude. like 150 uh mining machines and literally just like raking in these diamonds like it was nothing just blowing things up bro that that's another thing i'm trying to learn how to do is them redstone Cause you got to make those machines with a certain stones and then they slung. Oh my God. But what I have right now, like I made this sister of my world and her boyfriend and we're all three like working on our own places, but I put up giant castle walls around a village and like I built this master cat. I put a lot of work in. I'm actually, I might just turn my Twitch on and upload the, do it. Fuck it. Because it's absurd. Um, one last thing is uh, the new update on Call of Duty. I haven't I haven't played any of it because, well, I was uh, going to wait and see what the general reaction was before I kind of wasted my time on it, you know. And everything that I've been hearing is really nothing, nothing, no major changes. I know they they said they buffed the the movement a little bit and kind of did some things to the weapon balancing. But as far as I can tell, it's still the same shitty ass Warzone 2. 
I played uh, a couple matches earlier, and you got the one shot snipers. I will say that's probably the biggest thing they brought. Yeah, you back. got one shot snipers. So everybody's sniping now. Everybody, everybody's running a sniper, and then some kind of uh, AR or sub. But it's just that you might be running a little bit faster. You might be able to like move a little bit quicker that's probably about it but it's still dog shit game the time to kill is still outrageous yeah i mean and that's something i don't they got to figure something out with that like like with the warzone one they had the iron trials where the ttk was was buffed like like significantly so they might have to do something like that and instead of a limited time mode just make it a permanent mode where if you want a higher TTK, you can run that game mode, you know, to yeah. bring players back because they've got to do something to start bringing players back to Warzone because nobody's playing Warzone two. Well, well, I won't say nobody, but I'm just saying like a lot of people that I know that played Warzone one are not playing Warzone two. If they just put Verdansk and Ashika, or not Verdansk and. Rebirth. Uh, rebirth back on Warzone 1, I guarantee 95% of the player base would come. But see, I don't even think it's a – I think it's – I don't even think it's a map issue, though. No, I'm saying if they just re- put it back on Warzone 1, they, everybody would at least go back to Warzone 1 and they make their money. True, yeah. Like, they would just give, just give up on Warzone 2 at this point. It's a failure. Go back to Warzone 1. Well, see, I've uh, – somebody – some streamer – um I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how they've kind of given up on Warzone 2 and now they're looking forward to Warzone 3. I've heard that. Uh, but, I mean, that could just be, you know, somebody just trolling. I don't know. I would be shocked because they are releasing a Call of Duty this November. Right. And so, I mean, if everybody hates Warzone 2, why why would you continue to put out content for it if nobody's going to? Did you? So, did you see we're on the new Battle Pass? They have this thing called Black Cell, and you yeah. could you could pay thirty bucks to get this Black Cell content, Dude. and it's like twelve new skins. You get like uh, so many tier skips, and yada yada yada. But it's like to me, it, like if you're a kid and your parents are gonna pay for that shit, like that, you know, that's what it's gonna appeal to. It's like the 13, yeah. 14, 15 year old kids who are gonna get their parents to pay for it. But like me. Like a grown ass man that has to, that's gonna be spending money on this game. Like I'm not paying thirty bucks for that. Like no way, no way. Not whenever I can just save up my COD points from the battle pass before and just pay for the regular battle pass for free. Yeah, you know. I bought the battle pass the first season, and I've just been saving up and just buying every battle pass for free, basically. Literally, like on Warzone One, I would be okay with spending money for like the tracers and shit, but. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing for me to like. Like I see people using those tracers, and I think they're dope. Don't get me wrong. That's my some of my favorite like look at accessories. It's like as an aesthetic. Yeah, like I like looking at those, and I like using those guns. But I'm not spending my money on fucking Warzone too, bro. I'm already sick that I bought the game. Right, and it's like I spent seventy bucks on Modern Warfare two, so. I might as well play it a little bit, you know, or at least check exactly. it out. But and I like the I like the the Modern Warfare 2. Like I play online 
uh, games, but I don't like Warzone on. Well, I don't like Warzone too. It's not. not no, not as a BR. No. No. But I I'll have play, been getting I'll into. Um, I have been getting into pretty heavy into ranked. Yeah. I like the ranked play. I like the tracking system. Which I mean, I have my own separate complaints about about uh, that game mode, but compared to War, compared to Warzone, ranked is like like awesome. Yeah. It's four v four. You know, you get paired up with people who are around your skill level, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower, depending on if you've got people if you're partying up with somebody. And it's control, search and destroy, and hardpoint are the three game modes and then you have maybe five maps that you play and i mean i have a hell of a time playing it i I mean it frustrates me a lot but it also get like uh, a kick out of you know playing with my buddies and shit too yeah you're gonna have to invite me i'm down to play some ranked i don't i just never have anybody to play with on the fucking ranked shit i also don't I don't mind DMZ either, bro. It, when you have a group of people, bro, it's actually yeah, really fun. it's not bad. That's not that's actually kind of fun, like the shooter yeah. leader type deal. Yeah, I don't mind it. But um, the thing about ranked right now is it's, it's disabled because is it? Yes, because whenever they dropped the update, it uh, had a bug with with oh, the okay. with tracking the SR, which the SR is like your skill points or your skill rank yeah. points. And that's kind of how it keeps track of if you're bronze, silver, gold, plat, diamond, crimson, iridescent, top 250, all that shit. So, like, at the end of each season, your your rank gets reset, but your SR st- stays the same, I think. That's how it works. Mm. And so they were having trouble, like, transferring it over. So they had to disable it for today. I don't know when it's going to be back up. But right now, ranked is disabled. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I just been playing like earlier. I just played a couple games on that new lighthouse map, and it's not a bad little map either. It's at nighttime. Yeah, I'll probably try a few matches on there too. I mean, I I, I go back to my roots every now and then, and just play a good old fashioned domination or team yeah. deathmatch or something. I I circulate uh, team deathmatch, domination, and kill confirmed. And, yeah. Or and a and a um, hard point. Yeah. I like kill confirming hard point. Foolish, yeah. Something that where people really ain't camping, you gotta move. And I like the team based shit. So yeah. And then and then team deathmatch, I get to just wreck. I'm only human after all. But yeah, I'm only let's put a wrap on. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Don't put your blame on me. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? See it clearer, or are you deceived? We're out. And what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all. And you're only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Don't ask my opinion
ask me to lie and beg for forgiveness for making you cry. For making you cry. Cause I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm only human. I do what I can. I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me.